especially welcome to this session. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace that is within us. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit, who is indeed our teacher and our guide. Holy Spirit of God, we acknowledge your presence here with us this evening. We say take charge and take control of this uh, meeting. Arrest every heart and every mind. And every prayer shall be answered in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. I'd like to talk to you this evening on a subject that is called the power of the spoken word. And um, I believe this is a very timely message in the times that we're in. The world at large is going through such um, challenging time. We are now having to adapt how we conduct our services because of the restrictions that are imposed um, by our authorities. Um, our gatherings are limited, especially so religious gatherings. But nonetheless, I, I believe that um, we have an opportunity to be able to continue preaching the gospel even under these difficult circumstances. I so much believe that um, this one thing that the world needs at this time is really the Word of God. I want to encourage you with the Word of God. I'd like to take this opportunity to inspire you, to give you some hope and some instructions, inspiration by the Spirit that I believe that it will help as many people. It's very important that we take this opportunity to reflect on the work that we are doing and also go back to our mandate and the vision God has given us and be able to say that these are things which we ought to continue doing that will help us achieve our desired objectives in spite of the difficulties. I also like to take this opportunity to acknowledge those who are affected one or the other um, with this um, pandemic. And um, I'd really like to just um, say that our thoughts and our praise are with you, wherever you are, believing by the grace of God that we will help you through this difficult time and um, things will be restored to to normality in your individual lives.
And also it's very important that we we allow ourselves to to be guided by the protocols that are set by our various authorities that I believe are meant to assist us to ensure that we 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 are safe and um, will ultimately be able to bring about an end to this pandemic by working together by following the protocols the rules and the policies which are set and guard against spreading any false information that can save no other peoples than to exacerbate the situation that is already um, very difficult. So I'd like to encourage every one of you to observe the rules, to be able to take some time to help those that I need and uh, um, assist one another, especially so at this time. If, if there's one thing that I believe is is needed that really will get us out of this um, difficult situation that we find ourselves in is the love of God. Love above all else is the one thing that I believe will help us to be able to um, conquer the enemy. It is the one thing that sometimes, often when, when things are going wrong, it is lacking. So it is our responsibility to make the point that we are able to um, show such um, um, kindness and then be able to help one another and share the limited resources that we may have. And that way we'll be able to deal with this um, um, difficulty. And uh, it won't be just a matter of time before we get to see the results that we are all looking for. I'll start off by reading from Psalm 107. It is, um, our year is a year of saving the Lord. And I am believing that you are doing things that will say that indeed you you are saving God. Just to expand on one of the areas that the Spirit of God said to us, we need to pay careful attention to doing everything that we are doing by His way. 
Psalm 107 from verse number 20 reads as follows. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Not only that the word of God heals, not only that it will bring about a lasting change, but it also is the key to us overcoming the enemy. It is through the word of God that we'll be able to find ourselves being triumphant. He says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. It is the word of God that will deliver our people. Our people need deliverance from all forms of evil, from their sufferings, their sicknesses, you know, bondages. They are those who are so much in the darkness that only the word of God can deliver them from every form of evil. In verse 21, says, Oh, that man will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. When that happens, we, we find ourselves, we ought to be giving thanks to God for his goodness, his faithfulness, his kindness, and for his wondrous works to the children of man. Then he says in verse 22, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. That is what we ought to do. After we have um, experienced such, such um, um, miracles, after we have witnessed such extraordinary, you know, um, um, testimonies, we ought to offer such sacrifices of thanksgiving and be able to declare his works with rejoicing. The first part of the scripture is what I really want you to pay very careful attention to because this is at the core of our message. What I believe we have to be focusing on in order for us to change the status quo. God sent his word and healed them, the Bible says, and delivered them from their distractions. I want just to remind you that this year of saving the Lord, you will accomplish all your plans 
by the word of God. It is through the word of God that many people will be able to experience the change that they desire to see. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what their limitations are. I so much believe that wherever you are at this very time, as the word of God is coming to you, it has the capability and the ability to can heal you of any form of sickness, infirmity, or disease. It is the word of God that will deliver you from that situation that you may be in today. The word of God that is coming to you is good enough to sustain your life. It is good enough to heal you. It is good enough to bring about prosperity in your life. It is good enough to bring about a change that is permanent and irreversible. Through these, the word of God always works and it is so very dependable. If you learn to depend on it, it will help you. Trust in him. Be able to do things that will say that you are trusting in God and God alone. You want to save God and not a man. You want to always be quick to acknowledge him and what he's doing in your personal life and not just a man. God is not a man who lies. He has a listening ear. His hand is not shortened that he cannot reach. There's not a time that you pray to God and he doesn't hear your prayers. So, it is very important for one to understand that if anything, I need just to depend on him with everything that I am. I would like to encourage you to stand on the word of God. Be unmovable, be unshakable. I said to you that when you come to a point where you understand that the answers to your prayers, that the prayers that you're praying, you've come to, to, to that point where you, you are so very convinced in your spirit that it is only God who can help you in the situation that you may find yourself in. When you've come to acknowledge 
and believe with all your heart that only God can help you, you will definitely bring about the results to your praise and you will get to experience God at a different level. It is very much possible that things are not necessarily what you may have expected, but there's still an opportunity for you to change the status quo. And that is only possible when you have come to trust in the Word of God. The spoken Word of God, it has such power. That is why the Bible says that He sent His Word and healed them. Wherever you are, I want you to just receive this into your heart and begin to confess and declare that God has healed you of every form of sickness or disease. The Word of God is nourishment for our bodies. In other words, it is as, as good as, as the food that you eat many a times when you go to a health specialist, they will tell you that perhaps instead of asking just for one form of medication or the other, it is equally important that you eat healthy. So understand that the word of God is nourishment for our bodies. I'll read you from John chapter number four. To be able to just demonstrate how much this, how true this is. In John chapter number four, reading from verse 31, the Bible says, meanwhile, the disciples urged him, talking about Jesus Christ. They urged him to eat something. In verse number 32, but he assured them, I have food to eat of which you know nothing about and have no idea. This was, if you read from the beginning, a story of a Samaritan woman that he came across at the well and they got into a conversation until a point where she went away to call everybody in their village. That alone, if you just imagine what it was like, out of this one woman who had an encounter with the master, the entire village was saved. She didn't just 
live there rejoicing by herself or decided to just keep what she had to herself. She went and called everybody to come see a man who has told her everything that she's ever done. And this was such a remarkable story. Now, as I've said to you, that in this year, the one thing that we need to look forward to is the spreading of the word of God in a in a in a in a very you know rapid manner. It will spread like wildfire. It will it will spread so speedily and and forcefully and impactfully. So we ourselves ought to be the conduits to spread the way. Nonetheless, at this point, the disciples came back with some food and they're saying to the master that eat something, you must be hungry. And he assured them, I have food to eat. I have nourishment to eat of which you know nothing and have no idea he didn't say that I'm not hungry. He didn't say he had an opportunity. After all, this was Jesus Christ talking himself. He could have just told them that he will, he will turn the stones to bread or eat um, whatever he may, you know, um, uh, want to eat after all but at this time he, he didn't say to them that he wasn't hungry he acknowledged that yes in as much as i'm hungry i do have food to eat that you yourself do not know about how about we come to that point where we are also able to use the word of god to nourish our bodies not only spiritually but also physically get to understand that the food they were giving him was real food he would not have told them of the food he has if the food he was eating himself would not provide the nourishment that the food that they brought was going to give to him so it says that to him, this, this food was also good enough for him to eat and be nourished the same way that the food that we eat will nourish us. So the disciples said to one another, has someone brought him something to eat? They were now asking among themselves. Jesus said to them, my food, that is my nourishment, is to do the will of him who sent me and accomplish and completely finish his work. He knew his purpose, what he was here to do. He was focused on doing the work that God has sent him to do, 
to do the will of him who sent him. To do the will of God. He never lost focus. And I think that is what we need to also pay attention to. But at times there will be such difficult circumstances. There will be challenging times. But it is not to say that this is the time to now lose hope or to focus on anything else other than the word of God. Not only that he wanted to do the work that his God sent him to do, he says he must also see to it that he finished the work. So it's not good enough sometimes just to say that I've done I've done you know what I think I'm supposed to do. Have you finished the work? Is it something that you are you are convinced that you have given it your all and you've done your best under the circumstances? You you need to always get to that point where you are able to say, indeed, I've done my best. You leave God to do the rest. So in verse 35, he says, Do you not say it is still four months until harvest time comes? Look, I tell you, raise your eyes and observe the fields. See how they are already white for harvesting. It is so very amazing to understand the mindset that he had. I came across this scripture in John 6, 27, which says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. It's an instruction. He says, do not work for food that spoils. It's not worth it. It is not what you need to be laboring so hard for. It is not, it is not on its own the purpose for your work. If really you just working so that you may eat, it is it is not good enough. It is not what what is what is intended. He says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Always keep that in mind. I'd like to read you from the book of Job, chapter number 23. I'll read you just two verses. From verses 10 to verse 12. The Bible says, But he knows the way that I take. The way that you're in. The path you're in. 
are you convinced that he knows or you are now at a point where you're just thinking that perhaps i'm just all alone by myself why maybe because you didn't make time to talk to him concerning the very same way that you take him are you on the right track are you going in the right direction in your personal life if so how convinced are you that it is indeed the way that he would have preplanned for you but in verse number 10 but he knows the way that i take when he has tested me i shall come forth as gold it says when when you're tested when you've gone through such trials and tribulations you come out being as purified like pure gold without any any spots or any elements of impurities and that is what every test ought to do in our lives ought to strengthen us it ought to redirect our thinking it ought to give us you know a better understanding of life that particular situation it ought to empower us and equip us and we use that as a stepping stone so that we do better next time your faith always ought to thrive in the midst of challenges faith always triumphs where there are challenges when you've used it and you were able to bring the results that you would have looked forward to then you're able to take advantage of it and use it the next time around it will help you even do things better and that is where your faith becomes very important in verse 11 he says my foot has held fast to his steps that is when i say to you be unmovable be unshakable stand on his word there comes a time in your life when you have to put your foot on the ground and you refuse to be moved by anything that is contrary to the word of god you don't want to change your confession you don't listen to anything else that is not in line with what god has said concerning your life says my foot has held fast to his steps i have kept his ways and not turned aside no things are tough this is not a time to look this side and that side it's not a time to be thinking to be double-minded or be thinking what you have is not good enough it is time for you to put the word of god to work to be able to exercise your authority and the faith that you have and use it such that it brings the results you desire to see in verse 12 he says i have not departed from the commandment of his lips 
I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food that should say to you again that food is not really something that we should treasure or be striving for or be working so hard for. You provide for it. The least of your concerns. Says, I've treasured, if you treasure the words of his mouth more than anything, food included, you definitely get to enjoy the benefits that comes with it. You will definitely get to bring about the results that you are expecting to see in your life. So that is how important the word of God is, that you are able to stand on it under every circumstances. When you've come to understand that you can use that power of that spoken way and be able to enjoy the results where you are, it will help you in your personal life. I believe that it is this spoken way that will bring about the healing and restoration and prosperity upon your life, upon the lives of people. When we learn to depend on it, it will help us to bring the results we desire to see. Psalm 30 verses 2 to 3 says, Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. It's, 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 it's a definite um, statement. There is no two ways about it. But when you call on him for help, he will deliver you. He will heal you. He will, he will hear your prayers and be able to answer your praise it says i called to you for help and you healed me verse 3 says you lord brought me up from the realm of the dead you spared me from going down the pit this is my prayer for you that not only that you will heal you but it will preserve your life protect you against the wills of the devil against the fiery darts of the devil that you do not find yourself being compromised in any way. Matthew 8, I'll read you from verse number 1. This is a very interesting portion of the scripture. If you read from verse 1, he says, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Multitudes of people were following him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus put out his hand and touched him, 
say, I am willing, be cleansed. Bible says immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So this is always more than willing and ready to heal, to bless, to be able to answer any prayer. Question is how ready are we to receive ourselves? How ready are you? You know, as many people are praying, but not everybody gets to receive the answer to what they're praying for. But if you make that conscious decision and be able to say that indeed I am willing, I am ready, and I am more than convinced in my spirit that it's only him and him alone who can change my situation. There will be a change. Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way. Show yourself to the priests and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. He even gave him instructions to say what he needs to do after he was healed. And this is something that is always so very important to understand. Perhaps the instructions is referring to, you can read yourself in Leviticus 14 and see what are the commandments that Moses has given them. That is, there was a reason why he was, he sent him to the priest. Now, if you read from verse number five, which is what I need you to also focus your attention on. He says here, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. And then the centurion answered and said to him, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. Remember what I just said with you when we opened in um, Psalm 107, that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Now the centurion is exercising the same power of the word of God. So it's no, 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 you, you don't have to come into my house, just... Just speak the word. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Just send your word from where you are. My servant will be healed. He was so very convinced. He didn't. I mean, what manner of faith? What, what, what this man knew that we don't understand ourselves today? Why would, why would anyone want to believe on some substance or somebody you know, a, a mere man done the way that is spoken, that is transported, that will bring about the same change, if not something better. So we need to have the right mindset. We need to 
realign and reprogram our thinking so that, especially so in the time we're in, there's nobody who come to your house for the reasons known by, you know, all of us to say that, you know, you know, you, you can't, you, you not, um, um, you know, able to um, um, gather in numbers. But in as much as we know able to do that, the Bible says it. And this was a centurion who said this to the master and said, say, speak the word. My servant will be healed. There's no, there's no question about it. He, he knew what he was talking about. He, he was convinced in his spirit. He, he, he believed that the word, the spoken word has such power and ability to heal and to restore, to deliver, to, to can change any situation. He, 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 he was the, the one who now had to remind the master himself to say, no, don't bother yourself. Just speak the way my servant will be healed. Then he says, I'm, I'm, I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another one, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus had it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. This, this is this is this is amazing. It's just it's mind blowing. It's I've not I've not come across such. I mean, this was the master himself talking. He says I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. As, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. According to your faith, let it be done to you. And his servant was healed that very same hour. What a miracle. What a miracle. What would make anyone believe or think that they need some form of substance or somebody perhaps to touch them physically so before they can be healed? It is the same weight that we have received that he was able to send and the centurion's servant was healed i say this to you today let it be done to you according to your faith whatever it is that you need from god whatever it is that you may be facing the challenges any form of, of sickness the bible says it daughter god heals it heals as is it, it works it works on its own 
He doesn't need no aid or support you. You speak the word of God under that situation and be able to declare healing upon your life. Definitely, you'll be healed. And it is my prayer that you are able to receive this into your spirit learn to take advantage of it and use it for yourself it will help you it will help you not only that it will help you but it will also have those around you matthew 15 perhaps this will enlighten you that the faith you have is all you need it's good enough it's good enough that's why i say that if you have faith as, as small as a mustard seed you shall say to this mountain be thou removed and be cast to yonder place the bible says it shall be removed didn't say that it may be removed or may might be no it shall be removed there's no two way about it no matter how small your faith is it can bring about such a difference in your life look at what it says here in matthew 15 from verse 21 jesus went out from there and departed the region of tyre and sidon and behold a woman of canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying have mercy on me O lord son of david my daughter is severely demon possessed this was another situation woman says my daughter is demon possessed but he answered hey no the word he ignored him basically that is what he says and his disciples came and asked him saying send her away for she cries out after us she she was not deterred the more she feels being ignored the louder she was screaming she was now becoming you know um um, um a nuisance so much so that the, the the disciples now were complaining to him please just send her away she's really disturbing us she's causing us trouble here he answered and said i was not sent except to the lordship of the house of israel then she came and worshipped him saying lord help me now, there comes a time when you need to insist now just when you're thinking oh no but i've prayed about this situation and i know nothing just seems to be happening and you just decide to ignore that very prayer it's not good enough imagine you just thinking in your own mind that, you know maybe he didn't he didn't um, um listen to my prayer but here is a woman who was following the master lord please help me and he told this this is this is this is the answer now he answered and said it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs can you imagine she would have just given up there and then you know feel so embarrassed and think that oh maybe i'm not good enough um after all he told her himself 
that's not good enough. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, yes, I know. <laughs> Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Yes, yes, I know that. But these little dogs, they can also eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. If, if you know that where you are, you ought to be sitting at the master's table, how much more you receiving these benefits than somebody who is just now, you know, thinking that even if, even if I was just to feed on the crumbs, I mean, here you are, says that we, you seated together with him in heavenly places. You are a joint heir with Christ in his kingdom, partakers of the divine nature of Christ, kings and priests. There's no king who's eating crumbs. If you're a king, you know that you're a king, sit at the table, not just somewhere in the corner where nobody sees you, right there in the table with the Muslims are dining with him. And yet you find yourself suffering. It'd be sad. It'd be, it'd be such a different, it'd be such a very sad story to hear. But listen to just what this woman said. Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Say that's good enough. I know that I have the miracle that I'm looking for. It will help me just to feed even on the crumbs. Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Couldn't have any better ways to can say to her than just to say, as you desire. May he grant you your petitions. May he fulfill your desires. Whatever it is that you need today that you so much believed that you have um, you have exercised your faith, you've, you've done your own. It be to you according to your faith. It be done to you. And then the Bible says, and her daughter was healed from that very hour. Once again, this is another instance where that spoken word went forth and performed such a miracle in the life of this young girl. The Bible says her daughter was healed that very hour, that very hour, the power of the spoken word. Must learn to come to the point where we trust in believing the word of God for whatever it is that we may be in need of what we desire to do.
it's a statement that is very, I mean, <laughs> come to think about it. This woman, uh, call an outsider if you want to. Somebody who, who wasn't perhaps even meant to have received such a benefit. But because of her character and her faith and, 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 and that conviction in her spirit, she, she insisted and, and she, she persevered. She, she didn't give up until she received what she was looking for. So, your faith is good enough. It is what will make a difference. First, John 5, 4. The Bible says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone. Question is, are you born of God? If you're not, there's still an opportunity to receive your salvation, to give your life to Christ, to be born again. So you become you become a brand new species. You, you are also able to qualify. Because there's, there's a qualification in this statement. This is not for everybody. It's only for those who are born of God. That is where it becomes very important to be able to make that prayer of salvation and give your life to Christ. Everyone born of God overcomes, overcomes the world. If you're born of God, guaranteed, ought to be an overcomer. You ought to live a life that says that you are not a victim, but a victim. You're not always, you know, um, dictated to dictated to by the circumstances but you're the one who is causing things to happen around you you're not just moving with the masses you're able to make such a decision that is based on what god has said and you stand by it you are able to persevere you are able to insist and you 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 you, you patient enough and and and, and get to, you know, uh, believe and trust God with everything until you get to a point where your faith has now produced the results that you desire to see. Power of God must always be seen through every situation that you encounter. I'll read you another instance in John chapter number 9, which is also to demonstrate that the word of God always, always, always works and it always brings the desired results. Jesus, if you read in verse 1, the book of John, chapter number 9, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from, from bed. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? They were not asking. You know, it's always, it's always, um, it's always a case 
when there is a, a sickness in a home or some um, um, disease or case that uh, people now want to you know conclude that maybe it's a punishment for the parents or something the parents the parents it had nothing to do with them that he said in verse 3 he says neither this man nor his parents sinned and do nothing wrong but that the works of god should be revealed in him That is what it says. That is what it was. It is what it is in your life today so that the word of God may be revealed in you. The works of God must be revealed in you. No matter how hard or difficult the circumstances are. When things are not the way that they ought to be. It will not be right to be thinking of who to blame or who's responsible, other than believing that this is an opportunity for you to use the power of God that is in you, to be able to demonstrate the power of God at work in your life. See that being that opportunity so that you glorify God in that situation that you may be in. And then he says, See, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is still day. You only have so much time. You only have so much time. That is what you need to understand. Nobody's here forever. So do what you have to do when you still have the opportunity to do it and stop always procrastinating things. Because that is not going to help you. You always have a tendency to procrastinate and, and say, no, it'd be done. You know, I still have time. And before you know, that time is gone. So don't always delay for the next day something that you can do today. Be done now and be done properly. Give it your own when you still have the time. Then he says, the night is coming when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Can you, can you picture this and just think, what would be, what will this world be like if that becomes everybody else's testimony? As long as I'm in this world, I am the light of this world. I ought to bring light. The word of God is truth, the Bible says. The word of God is light. It is lighted up every man that comes to this world. The word of God is light. It says it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is there for us to use. When there is so much darkness, be the light that others are looking for. The word will enlighten you with that light of life. It ought to enlighten you. It is my prayer that your heart shall be flooded with light. 
that you may be able to see your spiritual eyes and ears shall be open that you're able to hear his voice at any given circumstances let it be that your heart is always flooded with light you know when you when you put on a light you know it is just one of these small you know spotlights there's a difference when you bring a floodlight you know you know the, those big lights that you always see in the stadiums the reason they are there so that those who are playing their game are able to see it is as good as daylight so that they they don't miss the goal post they are able to score the goals job 33 i'd like to point you in this particular direction to help you receive the right revelation in your situation today job 33 reading from verse number 23 if there's a messenger for him a mediator one among a thousand to show men his uprightness wouldn't you want to be that messenger wouldn't you want to be that man that god has sent to stand in the gap for others when god is looking for a man to send you are able to say here i am sent me i'm willing and i'm, I'm available that's only only thing that he's looking for you only need just to be willing and be available and god will use you in a very special way the ability will come grant you a special grace to do the things he wants you to do think about every other man that god has called for one thing or the other they were not necessarily men who knew it all who had all the right qualities who were able to do the things that he wanted to do before he imparted his spirit on them before he gave them the special ability and the special grace so he can do the same with you today verse 24 says then he's gracious to him and says deliver him from going down to the pit i have found a ransom his flesh shall be young like a child he shall return to the days of his youth he shall pray to god and he will be he will delight in him he shall see his face with joy for he restores to man his righteousness then he looks at man and says i've sinned and perverted what was right and it did not profit me he will redeem his soul from going to the pit and his life shall be light behold god works all things twice in fact three times with the man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life god will always make available as many opportunities in order to bring a man from the pit to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life you didn't hear it the first time there always be a second time third time fourth time never give up on you you can give up on him but he never does 
make no mistake and don't condemn yourself to a point where you refuse even to listen to his voice because there's a reason why you're hearing the things you're hearing today and this perhaps is that opportunity that you have to be able to have the change of heart and receive his word into your spirit and that way there'll be a change in your life a lasting change he says give ye job listen to me hold your peace and i'll speak if you have anything to say answer me speak for i desire to justify you if not listen to me hold your peace and i'll teach you wisdom it's a prayer that you need to pray to god just ask him to teach you wisdom to give you an understanding heart a willing heart and increase the grace that is upon your life. What a God ought to bring joy into your life and in your home. I'd like to encourage you to remain in his love. Because I believe this is what will bring about a real and lasting change in the situation that we find ourselves today. Remain in his love. John chapter number 15, verse number 9. This is what I really believe will make a difference. This is what I believe the world needs even today in order for us to bring about the change we desire to see. Look at what the word, what, what Jesus Christ said himself. In verse nine, starting from verse nine, he says, as the father loved me i also i also have loved you then he says abide in my love remain in his love then he says in verse 10 if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things, he says, I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Now, this is what you need to think about. Just say to you that when you remain in Islam, you will experience experience joy unspeakable you live in joy you you not find yourself being depressed or being unhappy for any reason he says that these things you know the power of the spoken word the things he's saying to you he says i've spoken to you so that my joy may remain in you can you begin to just fathom comprehend with your natural mind the joy that he wants you to have at this time. He says here, and that your joy may be full. He doesn't want you to be, um, you know, uh, in a situation where your joy is half full or you, you find yourself serving God, yet you are unhappy. That can be very discouraging and, and 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 you may find yourself being so very frustrated if, if anything 
when you're serving God, you ought to be living such a fulfilled life that you content, you're happy, you you are you are the one who is now bringing about joy and, and happiness in other people's lives because you've come to to taste the joy that he has given you. You know what it's like. And and after all, when you're happy and when you have so much joy in your spirit, you will not find yourself being sick. It is not possible. That is why the Bible says laughter is medicine. The broken heart, broken spirit dries the bones. You find yourself sometimes being sickly because you are unhappy. Many times the things that are causing people to be unhappy, those are not things that are even relevant or as important. So, this spoken word ought to bring about such joy in your life that you are always so very excited about what God is doing in your life, around you. There's so much to be happy for. There's so much. There's so much. If anything, you don't need no reason to be happy. Just be happy. If you need to be laughing yourself out, nobody doesn't need anybody to be, um, um, you know, laughing with you or anything. You just, you just, you just excited about life. You know, sometimes we need to appreciate life for what it is. It is reason enough for you to be excited. Be excited about what God is doing in your life. Be excited about the work that God has given you in your hands. Be excited about the plans that you have, the plans that, you know, uh, God has for you, uh, the visions God has shown you. Just be excited. Life ought to be an excitement. Be excited about everything that God is doing in your life. Even challenges, let it be an opportunity to, to bring something new or discover something different that you have that you may not have known had it not been that you went through that particular challenge. And, um, you know, um, um, it will help you to, to, to live your life by faith, I believe. It will help you to exercise your faith. It's good enough. It's good enough to be to be happy when you're going through difficulties. That is a receipt for a change, a lasting change you desire to see. That is what will bring about a difference. You're not waiting until you have all the money in the world and then you start to be happy. And money is not is not all that you know that you need to to be happy. So you shouldn't wait for others to bring about you know to make you happy before you really. Get to be excited in your spirit. True happiness comes from within. It is, it is, it is so very true. If you're waiting for others to make you happy, you may never be happy in this life. And that would be so very sad that you lived all your life being so very unhappy. And um, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Learn to be happy in life. Then he says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. The commandment, think about being in the army. 
and the chief commander has given such instruction. There is no, uh, it's not something that, you know, anyone who's a real soldier who's trained or to argue about must be done. It has to be done. Precisely the way that the, the chief commander has said it. So when you come to understand that you be that good soldier who endures hardship and and who's who's ready to suffer for 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 the gospel and um, be able to make such a sacrifice, be ready, be willing to you know um, give away something in order for others to have it will help you to be able to make such progress then he says here this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, he says, if you do whatever I command you. You are my friends. Can you, can you just picture how he wants to relate to you, how much he wants you to, to really uh, be be friends and know him for yourself. You don't have a friend that you do not know. That won't be a true friend. He says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I had from my father, I have made known to you the power of the spoken word of God. All things that I had from my father, he says, I have made known to you so that you yourself make it known to others and also use it to your benefit in your situation today. There's a reason why he has given it all he there's nothing he would have he he says all the things i had from my father i've made known to you everything everything that is how much he loves you he says you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruits are the fruits that you're bearing that is the question if so are these good fruits? Are these the fruits that he chose you? He chose you for. Then he says here, and that your fruits shall remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he says he may give you. It is very important to see where this where this came from it started by saying here you did not choose me but i chose you 
and appointed you that you should go and bear fruits. When you're bearing fruits, your fruits shall remain. Then, whatever you ask the Father in his name, he says, the Father will give you. So make it a point that you are bearing fruits. You are able to multiply yourself. You are able to lead somebody to Christ. Bring about fruits. Multiply yourself. Change somebody's life. Touch somebody's heart. Give somebody hope. Have somebody in need. Be able to bear fruits. It, it, is, it is what will make a difference. When you just walk up to somebody and say, the Lord sent me just to help you. That person will want to know which, which God do you serve? What manner of man are you? Where are you from? Why, why you sent, why, why you came upon that man's life at a time when he, he, he needed that help the most? There's a reason for it. Be able to show somebody the light, bring that, bring about that light upon their life. There are so many people who are in the dark. They look just like you and I, but they are living in the darkness. You wouldn't have said that. Said you are a, a, a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, that he should continue showing forth praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He chose you for a reason. You need to show forth those praises. After all, you once in darkness yourself, now that you are in his marvelous light, you need to walk as children of light. Bring about light wherever you are. Then he says finally in verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. Say that again says these things i command you that you love one another it is my prayer that you will clothe you with joy you preserve your life and you continually walk in unity you will experience so much peace and joy upon your life let me read you in closing Psalm 30, starting from verse number five. The word of God always works more than anything. That is what we need right now. Verse 5, in Psalm 30. It says here, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor, but his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, 
in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid my face and I was troubled. Says you hid your face and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood? When I go down, when I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it declare you? Will it declare your truth? This is, this is um, you know, one of those praise. There's almost blackmailing God, you know, saying, you know, if, 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 if I die, will, will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? If you know you're here and, and, and you have such a purpose, you want to remind God of things that you are here to do. Not because he's forgotten, but because you're convinced that this is, this is his will, this is his purpose, and this is the reason why he has brought you here at this time. Then he says, Yea, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. In verse 11, he says, You have turned for me my money into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. Not be silent. O oh, Lord my God, I'll give thanks to you forever. That is something that I believe will help you in your life today. Not to be silenced. Not to allow yourself to frustrate the grace of God upon your life. I believe that if you learn to take advantage of this spoken word and use it at the appropriate time, it will bring about the change that you desire to see. May you continue to be that shining light, be like that city that is located at the top of the hill that cannot be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they are able to see your good works and continue glorifying the Father which is in heaven. May the entrance of his word gives light and gives understanding. It gives to give you that understanding in order for you to continue speaking the word of God under every circumstances. The changes you desire to see as you said to us according to your faith, let it be done for you. According to your desires, according to your faith, it be done for you. I pray that God will preserve your life. His hand is mighty upon you and in your home. He will continue leading and guiding you and directing 
your ways, that you find yourself precisely at the right places at the right time, meeting the right people for the right reasons. Said, I chose you that you bear fruits and your fruits shall remain. Continue bearing fruits in your community, in your home, wherever you are. Bring about such results. Continue to live your life by the word of God. And you will see such excellent results in all that you do. When you've learned to trust and believe in him with everything that you are. I, I pray that God will bring about such a lasting change upon your family, upon your life, in your situation today. It is the word of God that will heal you, that will deliver you from your destruction. I pray that you be healed from the crown of your head to the very soles of your feet. Be fully restored in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. See you again next time. We love you dearly.